dad, how long have you been married to mum for? Oh no, he's hitting me right. <laughs> I, could, I could have asked mum, but mum, no hints, no nothing. I, I would, I'm going off 33 years. <laughs> Is that right? No. <laughs> you are now listening to the Happiness Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Casadillo, a 22-year-old from Western Australia, and this is the self-isolation series. For the next two weeks, I have to stay inside my house and instead of watching Netflix and scrolling through Instagram all day, I thought, why not start a podcast show? And why not try to commit doing a podcast episode each day for the next two weeks? Join me as I try and cover many different topics to do with lifestyle, travel, self-help, fun life anecdotes, and what it means to live a purposeful life. Enjoy this podcast and let me know what you think. Thanks again. Peace. Hello, welcome to the Happiness Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Casadio, and time is slowly coming to an end of my two week of self isolation, being stuck with my parents, or <laughs> or my parents being stuck with me as I'm forcing them to do all different kinds of interviews. But for one of my last interviews of being and living at home and enjoying my last few days of self isolation, I got mum and dad together. Because you you all know their stories individually on their past. And there was a topic that I wanted to really talk about, which has lost a lot of its importance throughout this time. Um, in the past, Since being traveling, I've realized just how progressive-minded we are becoming as far as young people. And we're very switched on as far as environmental kind of awareness and practicalities and things like that. But something I've realized that has lost its meaning and importance and is slowly diminishing is the concept and the idea of marriage. So now I have mum and dad. Dad, how long have you been married to mum for? Oh no, he's hitting me right. <laughs> I could have asked mum, but mum, no hints, no nothing. I, I would, I'm going off 33 years. <laughs> is that right? No. Oh. <laughs> This this year will be thirty five years. Thirty five. Oh my gosh, Dad, so come on! I feel so young, Dan. <laughs> thirty five years of marriage, which I think is quite rare in nowadays, and I am I've realised through speaking with lots of different people from around the world that what I have, I should be very grateful for for parents who are still together. So it is a really much a, a worthy thing. But I'm hearing lots of different pros and cons regarding marriage, commitment, restriction, all of that kind of stuff. And we'll go into that as this kind of unfolds. But mum, I'll ask you first, what would be what would be some advice you'd give to your younger self the day after your wedding? What would you what would you tell her? Um her to my younger self. Probably that it's all good, you know, like I was so excited to be married and so excited to be starting this journey and I'm effervescent. So everything I do was completely over the top and very full on. And so a marriage was exactly the same and I didn't understand balance for a long time. So In what way? Well, things that things will work out. Um, yeah, it, it's learning balance is is not an easy thing because uh you know i want everything done right now and sometimes things take time so um he will eventually get to it like for example the conservatory that took five years to build 
It's an incredible conservatory, but it took five Five. years. So learning the balance. So learning the balance. And we'll get there in the end. And the definition of balance for you, what stood out, the attribute was patience. Is that right? Um, Learning to be patient with dad. Long suffering. Long suffering. (laughs) (laughs) Dad, what would you, what would you tell yourself a day after your wedding? I would um, definitely go towards not being so daunting or entering into marriage is a bold, bold move. And so... Were you scared going into marriage? At the beginning, mm-hmm. yeah, I was. I'm thinking, gosh, am I, am I responsible here enough to do this? And, um, and I, 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 I entered in marriage in, in, in a real, like Debbie, in this good whole realm of, wow, this is so good. But it was daunting. And, and I was hoping that um, um, that um, in the future I could keep my pace in this marriage. Your pace, me pace as a as, as a man that entered into a marriage with with, uh, with hope and goodness and knowing that marriage is a good thing. Did you ever feel uh, okay, like the pace, like the expectation of being a good husband, everything exactly, like that? Exactly, exactly. And I and I and I, and I entered marriage, and so knowing that um, there was a task ahead of me, but I never, I, I never really felt that I was good enough in the early days. But you do grow to be a man. You do grow to be a husband. You do grow to be a dad. And so I really learnt some things on the way. And I, 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 I would say that not to be so... Um, Daunted is that the word? I guess just not to be so scared. Scared, daunted. It's a bold move. So just be excited. Be excited about the whole trip because it's a good journey. It's a good journey. Yeah. Cool. All right, and that's that's an interesting kind of way to look at it. I like that. Um, so people, like I said before in the intro of my podcast, lots of the travels I've met and um, are very, and lots of people in the area are quite career orientated and. The idea of being in a serious, committed relationship scares people, me included. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> like, you're human, so, Dan. You're human. I'm human. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but like, so what I want you guys to do is convince me. Why is it like, because for me, I have the, right now, the more, the more traveling I do, the more I see how much of the world I've yet to see. And the more projects I can be on. So the idea of being in a serious, committed relationship, naturally, in my own mindset, I think, oh, no. Because that puts me down to one place, one thing, and it's quite terrifying. For me, and I'm speaking on behalf of lots of other people, I don't want to be restricted. Does that make sense? I understand that. So, Dad, you again, tell me, why is it worth it? Why is that long, serious relationship worth it? The commitment. When love, when love comes to town, you want to hop on that train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, yeah, I'm serious because I get my cheese ball lines from you. <laughs> oh my god! I remember talking to a really close friend. I mean, you know, close as in very close. And um, and uh, I, I said, I'm entering into something. Now I know I'm going to lose my freedom here. I know restricted. You said, did you mm. restrictions? And I understand. I, I knew all that was. In, in line with where I was heading and and, and, and and he looked at me and he said, do you love her? I said, yes, I do. Well, marry her. 
Just like that. Just like that. Just like that. That and, easy. And, and the old click came in. The you know, old the click. Inst- the old instinct, that male instinct. And I thought, you know what? That's so true because I was shying from the responsibility of mm. of marriage, the restriction and all that that you, we talked about. And so I was shying that there was a responsibility that I had to face. Yep. Okay, I understand. And mum, what about you? Tell me the question again. So convince me that being in a serious, committed relationship is worth it. It's worth the compromise. It's worth the sacrifice. I think um, the bottom line for me is that you have to marry your best friend. Like having, like dad and I had become really good friends and I think the basis for any type of long-term relationship, it's got to be somebody that you just want to hang with, that you want to spend time with. And from there, as you develop... Um, you know, all the other stuff, friends become more and you look at them in a different way and, you know, the... the what do you that. mean by that? Friends become... Well, friends become more, as in you start to see them more, you know, perhaps sexually or, you know, whatever, as friends before you're getting married. Oh, okay, yeah. As yeah. a basis. So yeah. you have your basis and then you realise that there's more to this person. There's something incredibly... Um, fulfilling about doing life with your best friend and so you know as you explore and as you explore and get to know things and in in life whenever I do anything awesome the first thing I want to tell is dad or I see something awesome the first thing that I always want to do is tell dad something bad happens I want to tell dad you know Mm. if I blow the budget I need to tell dad (laughs) you know she's a very honest girl there's there's a the basis in my life is doing life with my very very best friend and over years that's just developed more and more and more you know like the um when we've had times when he's done fly in, fly out, and he's away for two weeks and home from one week, I just miss him. I can feel my life. I can sow to my heart's content. I can have a nice, clean house. But the bottom line is I really miss him because he's my very best friend. And doing life with your very best friend is just such a joy. Yeah, such a okay. joy. Okay. Yeah, I get that. All right. So you've been married for 35 years. 35 years. 35 Dan. years. So... Yes. so Mum, tell me, like, throughout all those 35 years, how did you keep it alive? What did you do to keep the marriage adventurous, fun and exciting? It's important to always prioritise your partner. And so, you know, things like romance, for some people, romance isn't a big thing. But, you know, to go the long term, you've got to have, like, romance, adventure. You know, like, you've got to be doing things that are fun together. And what does that look practically? So, for example, Valentine's night anniversaries and that, a lot of people just poo-poo them and say blah, blah, blah. But it's an excuse. It's a it's an excuse to go out and just be with one another, enjoy one another. Oh, that's interesting because lots of people do are against the Valentine's Day thing. They see it as a business, a moneymaker. Yeah. But you think of it as in why not? It, absolutely. It's like just any excuse to enjoy one another, do that. And like in the early days, for example, you know, especially when we had little kids we didn't have the money to go out for dinner so I would often do candlelight dinners feed the kids early put them to bed so there's lots of things picnic at the beach there's lots of things that you can do that don't cost a lot of money that say you're special to the partner and then as you get older 
Um, for example, Dad's a surfer, so for our anniversary, I would often try and organise when you know Bali had treat you know cheap trips, one hundred and twenty dollars return, whatever. We would, um, I would do a, a, a Bali trip plan one. So the, the first half of the trip is surfing, and then the second half is chilling in the Sanua Villas, where where I like to be. So it's prioritising and knowing what the other partner loves, for example, surfing, and making sure that you're prioritising time to, um, and, and also for him to do whatever it is, whether it's tennis or, you know, make sure that you've got time for them to do what they what they are wanting to do mm. and, and so that you can do things together. Yeah. So dad, mum saying that she's, you know, made efforts to do get you surfing and playing tennis so your heart's content with the adventure side of marriage. But how do you do that? How do you respond to mum? What do you do to kind of keep the marriage alight? I, um... Hey, Dan, you can tell who the romantic one is. (laughs) I had to work on romance, Dan. I had to really work on that. And uh, the best times I've ever had is mum setting up a candle, a dinner, just out of the blue, and she's just setting up nights with candles. Mum even set up... um, Couples would come over and we'd have nights with uh, couples, marriage enlightenment night, and we'd have questions and games around marriage. And she's just a honey, Dan. Yeah, she's, she's honey. honey. But, but what but would you do? Come on, give me something. Cruise, cruise boats have been a real trip in the way of um, marriage, uh, enlightenment and seminar type style. Our cruises have been a real highlight for me in that sense. Okay. But what did I do in respond? You know, I... I have. <laughs> I have no. She's doing that because I'm not. Good, I'm not good at it, Dan. But I work at it. You I bought her it. a flower once. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not listening, Dan. Okay, sorry, it sorry. lasted for years because well, it was not a flower that you watered. It was a flower. Fl- it was it, a velvet flower. It was a velvet flower that was incredibly. Oh my gosh! What's a velvet you flower? Bought a flower you made it, out of velvet, and I thought, what a flippin'! You bought me that for Valentine's Day. So that was thinking like the practical years. years. Yeah, yeah. Twenty <laughs> years later, it's still around. <laughs> <laughs> so, what can I say? Uh, that's the practical. Dan, I'm working on it, and I'm still working on it, Dan. Still. But I do give effort to it, and I come home with flowers at times. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do try my heart out to be romantic. Sorry, I'm bashing this table, but yeah. it is—it's a work. It's—it's it's a job. It, okay. It's not easy. For I, me. Yeah, I get that. Okay. So on the flip side of meeting travelers who don't like marriage and don't want to get married at all, or don't want to be in serious relationships at a young age. What do you, how do you respond, dad? I'll ask you first to the, the people who get married or who are in serious relationships quite young, who get married young, who have been in serious relationships at a very young age where they might be high school sweethearts and then they go into a serious relationship in the young adult years. Like to me, I see that I think, oh, that's good for them. No worries. But I also think that I reckon you need to have time to independently develop yourself in that time, especially after yeah. we finish high school in those young adult years, I feel like having an external intimate, uh, uh, input from someone else, I think can be a barrier for you to develop to your full potential. That's my kind of philosophy on it. What's yours? What do you think about getting married young or being in a serious relationship quite young? 
it can still work in the sense where um, I believe that there has to be, um, I believe, like, there has to be um, a like-minded attraction with each other. Having, like, Deb and I have this faith that we have together and we are like-minded in many things. And so a couple that are like-minded, young, it, I believe it can it can work in that sense. But um, I wouldn't have kids too early. I I, oh, I, I would okay. travel, share your traveling, and share your life together because you definitely have this place where you're in love. Mm -hmm. You get married, live a life while you're young, travel, see the world, and move on towards kids after a time that you otherwise you're going to enter in marriage without having your life experience of traveling or you things that you've wanted to do mm. and go out together enjoy life together and do things together and share it together yep. and save the kids for later on okay yeah and mum what do you reckon on that well we didn't do that so <laughs> we did the opposite we got married i was 22 dad was 26 so we were quite young and we were only married for three months when I was and I very much wanted to get pregnant with Jason so we had um you got pregnant three months after being married well went off the pill and three three months after that so six months wow. after we were yeah, married right. is okay. when I got pregnant with Jason so for me because you've already had my background so I had already lived a very full life and I was just really wanting to be stable I had no interest at that stage of traveling or whatever at the, because it di different people have different goals at that so we had our kids young and then once they were grown up, then we started our travelling. So we've actually done a lot of travel over the years. So for us, it wasn't a big deal, really, the travel thing early. But over the years, Dad has always been very gracious to me with, um, for example, I love in the early years, I loved uh, going to women's conferences and things like that. Dad's always been very supportive of me developing myself spiritually or whatever or going to craft activities and yep. dad has always been like not doing everything together having your oh, time absolutely yep. absolutely and i've always been good to try and um, encourage him to go surfing uh, yep. or you know he often catches up with his male friends for coffee etc yep. so you, you're needing to have time to invest in your own um your own likes and whatever so that when you come together it's all good. Yeah. You, you have some good times. But yeah. I don't think, like, the travel issue, it's great if you've got the, the funds. We didn't have any money to go travelling when we were first married. We had no money. So, um, And because we both lived big lives before we'd actually got married, both of us were actually ready to settle. So, right. you know, travel is good, but, uh, you know, we, we have it, we've had so much fun as older people and knowing one another, yeah. you know. Not so, everyone wants to travel, yeah. I know that. So it's but, but I mean, like, working it I out. did a lot of traveling yeah. and a lot of, you know what I'm saying? And so being young and a gypsy at heart, <laughs> I had to really do what I had to do. But many don't want to, as Deb didn't really need that. She yeah. wasn't, she it was wasn't. a different outlet of yeah. what an adventurous life might yeah, look yeah, like, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 And so, Mum, what what, <laughs> what have you found difficult in Dad? And, and how did you respond to it? 
Nothing. Well. <laughs> um, one thing. Yeah, I, I, only one. <laughs> um, oh, I, I think probably the biggest thing that um, I have had to really contend with is that dad is very generous in his time with everybody else but but i found being the bottom of his of his to-do list i felt that i was always at the bottom of his to-do list so after he had been with everybody else and you know helped done whatever then i got the leftovers so that's something that i struggled with for many 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 what years. was he doing in that when he would be with other people was he oh. just having drinks with the boys at the pub or oh, no he didn't go to but he would go and play tennis with somebody after work and i wouldn't see him till a couple of hours after he'd finished work and so he just um no mobile he wasn't he was never a homing pigeon so he would do whatever and he's a good man he was looking to help people and whatever but now that the kids have finally left home after 33 years, I'm, I'm at the top of the list. And so I just had to wait a little while. So, okay. yeah. And so, so how did you respond when, when Dad would be out playing tennis after work and all that? How, how do you reckon is the best way to respond? Uh, how, just continue on. I mean, like it was. What, hold your it, tongue, not say anything, or I didn't back in the day. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> and good. so I, you know, I, I was, you know, sometimes he didn't get home till eight or nine o'clock, and it was very difficult because I didn't know if he was dead and, you know, gone off his, you know, dead in the side of the road or whatever, you know, like dead and buried. Do I move the kids back to Perth? Do I send his body to Wollongong? Do I bend, you know, like my my mind in the early days was an absolute. I would have so many. Oh my gosh, where is he gone? What's happened? You know. So I had to learn to take control of my right. thought life and uh, rein it in, good. and just pray and and say god just be with yeah, him cool, so it cool. was it was a big lesson learning yeah. um learning because he didn't change so much like <laughs> yeah. in in reality so i had to change my response uh, to something that i really struggled with yeah, and yeah. so that was um you know that that was probably the thing that i i have found the most difficult yeah, yeah. Um, i like that change your response and dad, so same question to you. What did you find difficult with mum and how did you respond? In the response it? is important, isn't it, Dan? Yeah. Okay. Not react, respond. <laughs> um, she's more the security. She's more the safe junkie. She's the one that I needed. That's exactly what I needed, Dan. Otherwise, you'd be jumping off a plane with no parachute. <laughs> so, oh, you did that. <laughs> <laughs> but she was more that safe-oriented lady, and you know, uh, you know, I'm grateful that she hasn't seen where I've been working in the, you know, <laughs> construction work and my, oh, okay. my yeah. surfing on the rocks, and you know, I'm glad that um, she's not there looking at me while I'm out there. Okay, so, know, but how did you respond? So, so, you know, safety fact, I, I responded in the way where I learnt a lot. In mm-hmm. the way where, you know what, the balance that she was talking about before, I needed that balance. You know, I, you know, all this thrill-seeking and all that, you know, it was just a dangerous way to, to live, you know, your life. And, and um, her, her strength there in that area mm-hmm. has been a real help for me, Dan. 
Okay. You know, and I, you know, there, there are times when I would kick back, but genuinely, I, I go, you know what, you're right, sweetie. <laughs> because Dan, Dan no, in relationship, you know, in relationship, we have a great relationship, Dan. You know what I mean? One's always right, and the other one's a husband. Yeah, yeah. One's and always so, right, <laughs> one's always husband. Okay, and yeah. she, and she, I do listen to her. Yeah, I do, yeah, and yeah. I do learn. But I'm not 100%. <laughs> I just want to say, just for a disclaimer, before this podcast started, I said, whatever you guys say, um, the other person cannot interrupt the other person because it doesn't, we can't interrupt each other on a podcast because it doesn't sound good as far as audio. Mum is in the corner doing a terrific job on holding her tongue. <laughs> just, she's got I so know, much to say. Yeah. So, but, but Dan. Yeah. Sum it up. Lots of sorry, doll. Okay. Lots of sorry. Lots of sorry. And, and, okay, yeah, we'll leave it at that. Leave it at that? Leave it at that. Lots of sorry. Okay, yeah. That's how you responded to it. I like that. All right, Dad. So, what's your perspective on hookup culture? Do you think it's unhealthy? Yes, I do, Dan. And why is that? I do because um, experience in the past, I had girlfriends, and so that, that, really it involved sex rather than relationship and so so they're sexual orientated sexual. were you committed or well no okay i wasn't committed and so it was something that i am thinking it's unhealthy because of the fact that uh, when you say hook up it's basically it it, it lies in there in in the guise of sex right hook mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. you together sexually it's like two people have a mutual understanding that we're only going to be we're only going to have sex and that's it yeah. no commitment and so intimacy is not there intimacy is not there you're not learning intimacy in the way of knowing that person truthfully and you do miss the real bonus of having sex after your marriage do you know what I mean Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't know where to go from here, Dan, but that's all you're getting from me. I'm sure she's got a lot more detail. <laughs> Mum, why do you think hookup culture is unhealthy? Listen to podcast number six. <laughs> Look at you plugging yourself. No, because whatever you say, when you connect with somebody sexually, you actually, when you come apart, you leave a part of yourself behind. So when you connect with somebody, even if it's just sexually, there's there's always somebody that will feel a little bit more or, you know, somebody will be a little bit, will be sad. And so what happens over time... Do you mean time, one of the two partners? Of the, the two partners that connect up, there will always be somebody that feels a bit used or a bit this or about that. And over over a period of Would you say, time, sorry, just quickly, would you say that's true even if regardless of Christian belief system? Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. Be- I'm talking about before I was a Christian. Oh, okay. When yeah. I had a lot of sex, sorry, but I became a very broken girl because every time you have sex, you actually leave part of your spirit, shall we say, is, is left. It's like when you... When you you know, stick two things together and and glue two pieces of paper together. Then when you rip them apart, there's a part of them, part of you that's left. Mm-hmm. And so when you have the hookup culture, so it's just it's 
just about self-gratification. There's always going to be somebody that's a little bit more invested than the other and that will feel sad. And over a period of time, you know, it's just dulling. There's no investment. There's no richness. It's just sex for sex. It's like masturbation. It's just, okay, you got the job done, but, you know, I, I, I don't get the TV shows that glorify this hookup, yeah, I got with this one, you know, this girl, this, these boobs, these, I, I don't get that at all because it's just, it's just satiating an appetite, but it's not, there's no investment, there's no richness, there's no warmth, there's no ongoing something special. Like why would you waste all of that good stuff on just, you know, just, getting it on just it's, it's like sorry ejaculating over the ground it's just okay. nothing <laughs> All right. you know yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. but if you invested into a relationship and spent time with a person and getting to know them and getting to know their good side and their you know what what lifts them up what what lets them down whatever and when you build into a relationship there's something very rich and wonderful but if you just go into a relationship for oh yeah we're just going to have sex we're just you know she uses me I use her you know like have a very um, base look on it that's what you'll get out of it and people will, will they become very shallow because it's just all about self-gratification ah uh, interesting point it become very shallow okay I get that okay yep yep that makes sense and so now going to a bit more of a, a lighter question mama bear <laughs> what has been a highlight experience with dad what has been like I know you guys have got many in the last 30 odd years but what has been something that's been really cool well for the both of us, like for Dad's 60th, a couple of years ago, we went out for dinner and we were, um, th- there was actually three that we'll describe. I'll just say them very quickly. For us, our when we spoke about it, the highlight of our lives was the opportunity to be missionaries in Italy for two years with a drug rehab. That was an incredibly rich and rewarding time. And it's something that nothing will ever surpass. This is obviously, you know, besides having kids and getting married and all those sorts of things. Yeah. And we, we Giving decided... birth to me was your favourite day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. they were always very good days. <laughs> but the, the Italian opportunity and then we've had home church at home over the years, which we have really enjoyed, just giving out our home to help people and travelling together. So Dad and I together as a team, this... And this is all together you know like these these three highlights that we've enjoyed together have been together you know like that the highlights of our lives have been you know like very very rich together Mm -hmm. so all the eggs in one basket yep and dad what about you what has been some highlights with mum with mum highlights again um with her was our mission what in italy yeah, yeah. We. Uh, right, what was it about Italy then? Well, why um, we t- had a tremendous teamwork together, where Mum was able to support my work with the drug rehab in Italy, and a highlight just the marriage, the growth in our marriage, and and and, and uh, you know, Venice for a little break, you know, Florence for another break, mm-hmm. Rome. Let's go to Rome, and so it was like it was a real central place to to be and and we really enjoyed that team spirit that we had together 
in that in that whole mission that we had in Italy. That was a real highlight, Dan. Yeah, cool. All right, well, Dad, back to you. Um, to people who are just wanting, who are curious about getting into a serious relationship, what advice would you give them? To be bold, to step out, and making sure that you're like-minded. There's something about you both have a like-minded uh, ideal or goals setting together to where you're going. Because otherwise, if not, each couple, each spouse will have a identity on one, on her friends, on her side, and he'll have his identity, his goals on that side. And generally, generally, and I've seen this often, Dan, generally they fall apart from each other because they don't have a common goal, a common uh, mindset uh, together. Okay, so try to find ways of coming together and running together rather than running parallel. Parallel, exactly, exactly Dan, because otherwise you'll distance yourself more than coming together so over the years over the years so what would that look like does that mean like to have to share um the same projects or the same career aspirations what does that look like when you come together in the sense whether your 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 values are the same Mm -hmm. the way you bring up your children are the same you're in agreement in how you do things in life your goal setting together in the way of you compromise and there's mutual agreement i guess you know in all aspects for sure but you've got something about having that same mindset towards values of life that you both think on the same ideals and in that sense where you're both increasing and better for the marriage you want to better your own lives and you want to better the marriage because you're heading together you're coming together yeah Deb and I have that faith where we live in that sense of um, knowing that God has a real touch on our lives. And so our attitudes are touched, the way we do business is touched, the way we speak to each other. You know, I say a lot of sorries. I get my heart right with her. I have to do things because explosions come. And these explosions reveal who you are. So, if you can imagine, you know, oh, okay, I see, I I kind of blew that one. And so, explosions are good. So, humble yourself. Humble yourself, set yourself, where you both have that same mindset. Cool. Yep. Well said. Awesome. And mum, what about you? I think to be friends first is a, like a real foundational thing of any type of relationship. Like as you develop um, a friendship with one another, you've also got to have, you know, obviously as we're Christians, we think it's important to have a friendship with God first and foremost, but you also have to be friends with yourself. If you're at war with yourself, then Mm. you can do a lot of damage too. So I think friendship is a really important um, basis for um, one another and and enjoying one another if you're just enduring one another it's you know you're not going to have fun Mm. and it's important to um with this friendship look for ways that you can even after 35 years of marriage we still need to make sure that we are looking at ways of honing our our um our skills at, at being friends with one another look for ways of of 
enjoying one another as friends and continuing on. Yeah, you know? cool. So sort yourself out first as well. I like that. Well, sometimes it's on the journey. You know, sometimes. Do you, you think you, you can have... develop yourself whilst still being with someone? Oh, totally. I mean, yeah. that's, I was a mess when I first got married. You know? <laughs> like, but over the years. And dad, dad was too, but I've been able to sort him out. You know? <laughs> no. She got a dangerous no. guy and tried to civilise him. <laughs> oh, okay, dad's just the yeah. badass outlaw. Okay. She's put a lot of class into my life. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, a, it's about the journey together, you yeah, know, the, the relationship, the, in, enjoying the journey together and a lot of compromise too, you know, like... You've well, where's, okay, that, that's an interesting thing for me because the whole idea of compromise I get and I understand and I like and I find it very admirable when people are able to compromise and things like that. But I've also seen a few, many of my friends and peers who compromise, I think, too much and they lose that kind of... Maybe their own identity. They start giving up their aspirations, their um, their projects they like to do, their hobbies, their friends, whatever may have you. So where's that line of compromise where it's too much? I think that's, but that is the journey. It's working it out. You know, when we first got married, um, Dad would much prefer me a la natural and not wearing makeup and you know all that sort of thing. And after a few years, I thought actually I like wearing makeup. So. I, you know, I didn't wear it to bless him initially, but then I, it's like, you know, I don't wear it all the time. But it's it's learning to compromise, and you know, you're you're. I mean, that's a bit of a silly. No, no, it makes sense. But, yeah, but it's it's like, um, and for myself, I want to look nice for my husband. So he likes the surfy girl haircut. So, you know, <laughs> okay. I, you know right. I still go for the surf. I mean, you know, whatever. But, but <laughs> it's as, as a marriage, you want to bless one another. I don't mm. just do what, what looks good for him. I, I do a lot of the things that I do. Mm. I think about how it's going to affect my husband. But do you ever think there's a line where you think, okay, I'm compromising too much and I'm going oh, to stop? Oh, for sure. But, and, and so that, what, what would that, that look like? What would be something? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I didn't eat mushrooms for years because Dad didn't like mushrooms. Now I, you know, eat mushrooms. <laughs> you know, it's, but, it, but what I'm saying is that the journey is you, the ball's going to swing either way and then one day you think, you know what? I actually like doing that, so I'm sorry that it doesn't appeal to you, but I'd quite like to do that. And so I think the journey is learning to navigate that, learning, mm. you know, the whole, you know, going to Italy to to live. I badgered Dad in our early years of, of marriage um, to the point where he said, don't say anything about Italy. I you were that oh, focused yeah, on going yeah. to Italy? Oh, absolutely. Really? When we were first, in the, when, you know, Jason was a baby. And so he actually forbid me for, to talk about Italy for about six years. And I didn't speak about Italy. I was a, you know, I didn't, I didn't talk well, do you about think it. Maybe that's but then correct. 23 years later, yeah. we go to Italy and it's the absolute highlight of our life. But I didn't understand. Like back then, I was just putting him in a corner and I was, my uh, passion about it was totally turning him off. And so I didn't understand that. There's a whole life's lesson in that time until we came to the point where it was time to go to Italy and it's the absolute highlight of our life but it totally wouldn't have been back then because we both had so much to learn Mm. you know about each other about marriage about kids 
it, it totally we, we could have gone then and probably done a bit of a you know, we might have done something okay but going all those years later at the right time when God opened the door it was an incredibly blessed time so but the journey is learning it's learning that give and take and you only yeah. learn it as you go because you you know you 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 want to bless that other person and you know that's it's a team part effort. of it it's a team effort yeah. okay yeah uh, um yeah just thinking dan that um, sorry dad put his hand up <laughs> like a teacher i put my hand up <laughs> yeah no no, no cool. the compromise because if it's gonna better her life it's a good compromise if it's going to better the marriage, it's a good compromise. It's worth it. But yeah. But so, it, but what about in a relationship where you kind of you have say I want to be a graphic designer in New York, but she wants to oh no say she wants to be a graphic designer in New York, but I want to stay here in Australia for the rest of my life. That though it's those kind of compromises that I'm curious on or when you. Well, like, but like, that's what I just said yeah. about the Italy thing. Yeah, you know, it yeah. took a long time, yeah. and yeah. it ended up being a really good thing. But it wouldn't have been a good thing back then. Yeah. So, I, like, my passion had to go back down into the box yeah. and be used in other areas until it was the right time. Right. And that's the that's exactly what the compromise is. Yeah. It's learning to. It was really offending dad at the time because he felt I was cornering him and badgering him so I I thought I'm passionate he should just understand that it's good to be passionate but I had to learn balance (laughs) and that's what I was saying before learning balance is oh my gosh one of the best things that you can learn in in a marriage and you know we've been learning it over 35 years and we're still learning it never put it all together so to wrap up this podcast any final little tips Tricks, things, any practical things you want to throw at the listeners? Yes. Fire. I do have something, Dan. I'm just going to um, quickly think about this very gently, okay? Because it could hurt some people. Oh, try not okay? to have it co- too controversial, but go <laughs> on. A lot of young people think freedom is um, no boundaries. You can do what you want. There's this freedom that I was looking for. And a lot of the young people really believe that freedom is no restrictions, no boundaries. But true freedom, and we entered marriage with true freedom in our lives. And so true freedom has boundaries. Define it. How? Um, in the sense of a, a soccer oval, football oval, whatever you prefer. The lines are there. The, the boundaries are there. Okay, And the players can play as good as they want in that boundary, in that place. And they're free to play. But when the ball's out, the ball's out. Mm. Boundaries. Mm. Freedom needs boundaries. You can't drive on the right-hand side of the road. Well, you can in Europe. But yeah, I understand. But not in Australia. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so yeah, you, yeah. Got the, you can't. Yeah. Boundaries are, are, are set. Yeah. And, and, and true freedom are in boundaries. And so when you're young, you don't see that. Mm. And so as you move into marriage and you begin to see the kids as you, as you teach your kids and they find a lot of freedom in boundaries. You put a kid, a baby in a cot and you put a whole bunch of toys in there and he can do what he wants in that cot. Play with all the toys, you know what I'm saying? If he jumps out of the cot and takes off, hit by a car, boundaries are good. Okay. Understand. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I understand. Yep, cool. And mum, any other tips? 
Um, yes, just that life will be as fun or adventurous as you make it. Like people often say to me, oh, you're so lucky you've got a good marriage. Well, this good marriage has actually got a lot of work into it. So like we do have a lot of fun, but there's a lot of work that goes into that opportunity to have fun. And, you know, marriage is an investment. And if you don't invest into it, you won't have a great marriage. You know, there's, there's lots and lots of ways that you can invest into your marriage. Not just, you know, like giving him the best, the best piece of steak or whatever. It's like way, way bigger than that. But the more that you put into your marriage and into your, you like know, you into, did, your like you yeah. into your relationship. Into your relationship. touching toes underneath the table. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are cute. The yeah. more that you put into it. As long as it stays more... like that for now, please. <laughs> it's yeah. it's it like you've got to invest into it. it sure. a, a good marriage will not just happen. Happen. You won't just wake up one day and, oh, we've got a good marriage. Exactly. If you don't put anything into it yes. and put the other person yes. first and and do stuff, even, even stuff that's not, um, you know, it might not be your cup of tea, but it's a, you know, it, it's a good thing. And you know what, like for us, and I know that it's not a Christian podcast, but putting God first mm. has been for us like the absolute highlight. And I okay. remember walking the beach before um, I'd even met your dad and praying god you know i'd I'd really love it if you would give me somebody that likes the beach as much as i do and he gives me a surf he gives you a surf ask and you shall receive salt salt, sand wax surfboard no worries dan one more thing one more thing go on finish strong you don't learn from your mistakes you learn from the attitude from the mistake you don't that comes behind that mistake that you yeah. learn from yep so well said mistakes well are said. good mistakes are great explosions come things happen but the yeah. attitude yep is the whole whole almost the pinnacle of your marriage mm. cool yeah. and when you've had a long investment as in you know for us it's 35 years this this year and the kids are finally leaving home not in a bad way just you know come back when you want but it's like for us we're actually about to start a whole new adventure and as we have been where it's just Steph and I just uh, uh, us and it's a brand new adventure and we're excited I mean we're Mm. about to come into lockdown hopefully we don't get sick but you know like I'm really looking forward to having I might be killing him at the other end but (laughs) it's it's like to have that excitement and anticipation for the next adventure mm-hmm. it only happens when you invest Invest-ish, into yeah. that into that situation even so after that, 35 years even after 35 years i could i'm passionately in love with him but there are days that i could passionately kill him <laughs> so whereas the quote i never i never lo- i never i never what is it i never love I'll always love you more, but I'll never hate. No, I. What is the quote? Don't know. You better <laughs> fix this up, Dan. <laughs> and the tick is going stress, anxiety. You need to fix it. I may love you more, but I'll no. I may never love you less, but I may hate you more. I may never love you less, but I hate you more. Yeah. No, that, that's not. That's not good. good. I may, I may, I may, I this lo- coming from I may, someone who hasn't I been in a serious relationship love you more, before. But I hate you less. What? Say it again. I may never love you. 
No. Right. No, no, I think I it's going back to passion, romance, fulfillment, beach. All right, guys, awesome. yeah, go on. Thank you very much for listening to the Happiness Podcast. I've been your host, Daniel Casadio, and my parents are about to start kissing in front of me. All right, guys, stop. Come on, they can pick up the noise. Um, I just want to say that is a privilege, and I'm very grateful that being a son, that I can have t- two parents who their marriage is only getting better. I'm very grateful for both of you. So thank you very much. Thank you guys for listening and uh, stay safe throughout this time. Um, and I guess we'll all be looking at ways to uh, um, committing ourselves to a serious relationship and lockdown. Thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah, Your host, Daniel. Thank Ciao. you.